Hello and welcome to the Hairdresser Strong Show. My name is Robert Hughes and I'm your host. Uh, this is my guest, Mercedes from Trim Salon in Washington, D.C. Uh, last time we talked with Mercedes, she told us all about Trim Salon and how they are able to offer comprehensive benefits. So today we're going to give ask her how exactly she did that and she's going to get a little bit more into the details. Uh, Mercedes, would you introduce yourself to people who didn't hear your last one? Absolutely. Hello, I'm Mercedes Ortiz Oliveri. I own Trim Hair Salon in Adams Morgan, which is in Washington, D.C. Nice. Awesome. Uh, so so we, um, I saw a post on, your in- on Instagram that you talked about all the benefits that you uh, were able to provide. And uh, you said you'd be, you'd be more than willing to break them down for any salon owners uh, who want to know more. And um, in our last conversation, the last episode that we talked about uh, your salon, you touched you touched on what benefits you were able you're able to provide. Um, so we would love to uh, hear you dive a little deeper into you know how you're able to do that and uh, your thought process and anything else that you want to share. I am happy to talk about this. Um, it's kind of something that I'm passionate about because I think that. It ultimately provides to having a very supportive environment for your staff members, which I think is like uh, a primarily very healthy work environment, but also helps support like our labor workforce, which I think is something that gets overlooked very often um, in a lot of industries, not just ours, but in ours, it is considered something that does not happen, that you can have a lot of like a full team of part, you know, full-time employees and they're still paying for their own health insurance and don't have any kind of savings plan and don't have any kind of safety nets. Um, so it was something that was really important to me to start introducing that over time because it is extremely expensive. So there were certain things like I had mentioned before in our last chat about um, long-term disability and like a simple IRA, which seemed very affordable because it was something that like, okay, I can, I can do this now even though I don't have the money to do what I want to do, this provides some support and some stability um, and some sort of a safety net for my workers. So I offered that several years before, and then I got to a position where I was able to step up my efforts on what I could offer. Um, Honestly, um, to get a little possibly political here for a second, I don't believe that a lot of these benefits should be based on employment. I think that I, I don't love the idea that anybody would be beholden to me just because they get their health insurance through me. I want people to work with me because they want to work with me. I don't like the idea of feeling tra- people feeling trapped because they get benefits from me, if that makes sense. Yeah. However, that is not the society we operate within. So uh, it was just like, to me, the next step of ramping up my um, support network for my staff to offer paid sick leave. Um, you know, whatever I could offer. And I figured out the cost of those things. Um, Raising the pay for my hourly employees to uh, be a little bit more in line with what it costs to live in Washington, D.C. and offer health insurance. So it was like health insurance, paid sick leave, and then raising hourly wages. So the way I did that is we, um, as a salon, charge on hourly Basis. So everything is on an hourly rate. There's no services, like there's no men's haircut, women's haircut. If your haircut takes an hour and 15 minutes, you pay for an hour and 15 minutes of my time. Uh, if, your hair, if, your, if your service takes an hour and a half, you pay for an hour and a half. If your service takes five hours, you pay for five hours of my time. So being that that's how we are set up, 
what I did was I figured out the cost of raising hourly wages by figuring out like how many dollars per hour uh, I'm raising them versus and 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 then like multiplying it by how many hours people are working right per year. Okay. And um, I basically broke every expense down, every added expense down into what it boils down to per hour. Okay. While allowing that my stylists on average take between like, so I kind of like shaved four weeks off of the year because some people take five weeks, some people take two weeks. It just depends. I don't have um, a cap on how long they're allowed to take. So, um, and I boiled it down to, I, I, it was like a kind of some guesstimates, some rounding up, some shaving off of four weeks and kind of figuring it out to a, what my costs increase per hour then deducting their commission. And then that was like the money I needed to make, the money I needed to bring in to, not, not even to make, to, to cover those costs. And that's how I raised our prices based on that. And then I gave my staff members a small raise. And I do mean like a very small raise. So it was like one of those things that I boiled all the expenses, like health insurance, the IRA, the raise, the hourly rate, the hourly wages, excuse me. Um, the IRA, all those sorts of things. I boiled them down to, I, you know, got the yearly cost for them, boiled it down to what it would cost, what it's going to cost me extra per hour and raised our prices based on that. Okay. My, so like, you have to include their commission into like, cause that's obviously going to happen. Right. So, uh, so from, um, like uh, le like the salon leadership perspective, I think the uh, first thought or question that would come to mind or come come up would be, um, did so you increase your prices? So you already were making what you were making for your work plus whatever the business was making. I'm assuming is that correct? You mean me as an owner? Yeah. So like you so so you you're if you if you change everything down to per hour. Uh, and you're making as an operator or that same, that per hour wage, I'm assuming, or per hour service, uh, uh, income. And uh -huh. then you, I'm assuming, or maybe I shouldn't be assuming I should be asking, do you pay yourself a salary or have like a profit distribution on top of what so services? I don't take a profit distribution. I pay myself a rough salary based on what I bring in. Um, it's like, it's almost like I pay myself as a, as if I'm a hairdresser making commission, but just a, at a slightly higher commission than what I would pay my hairdressers. Okay. Um, pre COVID, right. Because I've only owned the salon for five years and it was only profitable for the last three. So like, it was one of those things that like, there wasn't a huge, there wasn't a prop there were, you know, there were times I skipped paychecks. So like, it wasn't always like a fixed idea of like, this is what I make. Um, we were just getting to that point where everything was going to stabilize and it was going to be like a salary and COVID. So all that went in the shitter. So, um, uh, so I, I don't pay my, I pay myself based on like what I make behind the chair. Um, plus a little bit, I don't take a profit distribution because historically what I've done the years that we were profitable, I rolled that into something else that needed to happen in the salon. Gotcha. gotcha. It sounds like as you're basing everything based on what you were making historically, um, then really just what you're doing is you could keep the same as far as income for, you know, everybody, but just raise prices enough to cover the extra benefits, I suppose. 
I mean, that's basically right. Like, like regardless of kind of how the owner pays themselves, like you would just factor it all, like whatever your additional expenses are into what it costs per hour. Um, you know, and something else that I also did when I did my calculations is figured out like how many hours a week we typically sold. So I took like an average, not out open, but sold. So, you know, uh, since COVID, we've been marking out 15 minutes between each service to clean. So obviously that adds up to several hours a week. So those were not included in what my, yeah. So it, was, it wasn't, it wasn't factoring in like per hour of what we're open. It was per hours of like what we're typically booked, like what we typically. Oh, okay. So that, that gives you some room to make, to make some more money as, as a business um, down the road. And it's also just a much more realistic calculation. I mean, no business booked a hundred percent of the time. Right, right, right. The salons that I've worked in and at trim, like we're not booked a hundred percent of the time. So like, you know, we may not be able to take an appointment, but we still have a 30 minute opening. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. Okay. Calculation based on the hours that you're open per week, but the average of what you typically sell. Uh, well, I guess first question is just to com- so people can have like a basis. What are what is your hourly fee or rate? Mine. Um, average maybe. Okay. So we are anywhere from 105 to 140 an hour. Okay. All right. And so if you're sorry, also make clear that if somebody does an exhaustive process with a lot of product that I leave it up to my stylist to charge more accordingly to counter to factor in for the, all the additional truck product they'd be using. So like on a big color correction, they might charge an, a hourly, a higher, higher hourly rate. So it, but I leave discretion because it's like, they know the situation. They know like certain situations make us sweat and stress a little bit more. And I think that we we deserve to be compensated for that extra kind of, um, (laughs) under duress skill set. <laughs> so what, I, um, depends. Yeah. Right. Nope. Um, what type of percentage increase did you, and in, did you end up having to, in order to provide these, uh, some of these services? Like, like if I'm thinking, if I'm thinking like, I want to pitch this idea and like see what will happen. I mean, I think the first question is like, my question would be how much, what, I wonder how much I got to increase my prices right. in order so to get that. What we, what we um, when I did the calculation uh, minus commission and all of that, what we increased our prices was $15 an hour. Oh, that's not bad. Wow. Nope. Interesting. I mean, like a three hour service that's you know, an extra close to 50 bucks, but like it's right, not, right. not, if it's a 45 minute service, what are your prices going up? Like a few dollars. Right, right. So, yeah. I'm also somebody who believes in raising your prices on a regular basis, though, and not grandfathering people in. So it's just one of the... Uh-uh, no. Yeah, that's uh, that's a good one. Um, and you raise your prices on, on, like, an annual basis? Yep. Yeah. Yeah? And do you have a formula for that, or do you base... what? How, or how do you decide to make those decisions? It uh, Historically, it's always been, like, $5 a year. Okay. But one yeah. of those things that I'm also not af- opposed to or raising them significantly based on circumstances. For example, uh, somebody getting a ton of education and growing their book exponentially, I'm not opposed to raising their prices $20 in one year. Yeah. Um, 
my prices, when I first started doing hair, my haircuts were $20 and my men's haircuts were 17. And I think in like nine months I went up to like 35. So that was like 15, okay. a huge increase. And it's like, I'm just yeah. like, it grows their skill set and their book exponentially. Then, you know, if the demand meets it, you should raise your prices accordingly. All right, cool. Well, uh, I like it. So the so the math is pretty straightforward. Um, if you're boiling it down, you know, you're figuring it out by hour. I mean, I guess you could do the same thing. You would just have to, uh, if you didn't charge per hour, and you would just have to figure out what your distribution of services are over the year. I mean, I just help somebody figure it out based on like, okay, so what do you charge for? And we kind of went down their their service menu, right? Like a partial boil and haircut is two and a half hours. So we kind of still boiled it down to like an hourly, oh. like an app. We kind of took all of their services, the time that they took for all of their services, boiled it down to an average of what they charge per hour and then figured out what they would then need to increase so that then they could roll it back into a per service increase, if that makes sense. Yeah, that makes sense to me. Um, if it doesn't make sense to you and you're listening or watching this, um, how do you feel about people reaching out to you I'm to ask? Totally you? fine to help people figure this process out. I very much believe that our community is what helps us and saves us in the end. And I really think that our industry needs some reshaping and a lot more support. And I just, I'm all about community over competition. I'm, I would love to help people create better work environments for the labor force of our industry. Nice. That's awesome. So, um, I will leave, uh, your, your handle in the, uh, when I tag this and, um, I'll, and, and if, and if anybody wants, uh, was prefers email, you can just, uh, email us at listen at hairdresserstrong.com and we will make an introduction, uh, to Mercedes and pass the information along. Um, thank you so much for this. This is great. I think, uh, I think it's going to go back and do some good things. So (laughs) awesome. All right, well, take care and uh, stay safe. You too. And I hope to talk to you again soon. Will do. All right, take care.